So, so I came across this research, seven in 10 uh, North American workers are avoiding difficult conversations at work. Really? Seven in, in 10. 10. So I knew it was high. I didn't think it was that So high. people would rather keep quiet on an important work issue than tackle it head on. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you at, just hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. How you doing today, Kyle? I am actually fantastic. I'm feeling kind of casual, which is not usually like me. So I think you kind of outdone hmm. me today in the outfit hmm. department. But I, I like sort it. of feel like when you say casual, it means lazy. <laughs> no, there was some effort. There was some effort this morning. It's just breathing uh, in Calgary, Alberta. And so I felt like I needed something warm. Unlike you, I don't have anyone that keeps me warm at night, right? So I just kind of have to do that myself, so. Well, I have been married for long enough that that doesn't, that no longer applies to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, my husband doesn't listen to this podcast, so. Uh, is that what marriage is like is that what happens i don't know why i don't do it <laughs> oh that's a different podcast that does not fall into the criteria for this show <laughs> wow hello everyone thank you for joining us uh, we're really excited you know season four and loving it um so what are we chatting about today so once again, because you are casual, hashtag lazy, uh, and didn't come prepared, I thought maybe we could actually talk about avoidance, um, but in a very specific in a very specific way. Yeah. So actually, um, I I have lots of clients kind of like, I you probably get this too, where it's like they might label themselves as lazy, uh, almost like a diagnosis. I don't really believe in lazy though. I think lazy means avoidance and avoidance is usually about avoiding something that causes pain and pain might be too strong of a word for it, but, mm -hmm. um, but pain is, is a good word for it. Right. So like, like we might avoid doing the dishes and it's because, you know, doing the dishes feels more painful than sitting down and watching Netflix. And, and I think you're right there is that the connotation that we usually attach to it is lazy. Like, listen, because sometimes you'll hear your significant other or I don't know, I may or may not have heard my parents say this is like, stop being lazy. Go and do that. Right. Go wash the dishes. Why are you so lazy? Let me do everything. In fact, I think you've called me lazy a couple of times when I'm doing a certain thing. You're like, stop being lazy. Come on, like just pick up the pace. And I'm like, that's probably really unlikely because I don't use that word. Oh, well, I'm sure I've heard it somewhere, but I think you're right. It's just, this is what happens. And sometimes I, yes. And I would have a client that says, I think people on my team are lazy. And I would always ask, well, what do you mean by that? What are you associating with the word lazy? Because we need to get to how are they defining it? Because mm -hmm. if you say that to an employee, if you say that to a colleague, I am sure you're going to get a reaction 
Because I don't mm-hmm. think anyone is going to even identify. And if they do identify themselves as lazy, we don't think it's that either. Well, that's, I, I agree with you. I, I think that underneath lazy, there's more that needs to be explored. And I think a lot of folks don't explore it. But so, so on that topic of avoidance, uh, I would like to talk about having difficult conversations. Mm-mm. Like yeah. in general or with me, are you talking about? You know that I'll tell you something though. This is something that you and I are very good at because we do not avoid difficult conversations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um <clears throat> at all yeah. um and and it's because and even we know if we tried someone's gonna call it out so it, it's not long yeah yeah no like within minutes so yeah. i think this is really important and i'm gonna tell you why canada is in a labor shortage the the united states is experiencing the great resignation canada according to bdc is not experiencing as, as much of the great resignation uh as the u.s is canada is actually in a different position where we do not have enough people for the jobs that are out here. So this is a really good opportunity for employers and employees to have difficult conversations about what they really value and to not be afraid to ask for what you want on either side of this table. I want to talk to you about this because we know by being conflict avoidant or even just avoiding conversation, like even asking for what we want because we're avoiding rejection, we know that it creates stress and anxiety in people's lives. We know that. And so our big, our big phrase, Kyle, is like, if you, you know, I have a client, I have this client. Okay. I'm going to call him Jeremy. I don't actually have a client named Jeremy, but, but I'm going to call him Jeremy. Jeremy this is what we're working on. Jeremy constantly says, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to rock the boat. Or I hear things like, well, if they don't know, then why should I say something now? They should know. Or I'll hear the phrase, um, uh, well, there's no point in saying something now. Mm. Or I don't want to put a target on my back. I don't want to be that person. That's I don't want to be the squeaky target. wheel. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so the reason why I'm saying all these catchphrases is because these are some of the most common ones that we hear. So if you're listening to this and you resonate with any of those, you need to finish this episode because there's some really key stuff in here that we're going to talk about. Kyle, what, what experiences do you have specifically story-based that go, you see, do you all see how I need to control him and keep him in line? <laughs> You know, I, I was thinking about what you were saying and I, because we do these, these type of workshops as well in the breakouts and the discussions that we have, you know, and I, I usually am the one who brings this to the, the forefront because I know people are thinking about it. Sometimes people avoid these conversations or potential rubs or rifts and all this other stuff because for some people, they had an experience where they thought they were being open and honest, they wanted to give feedback, they just saw something that someone whatever, and they have this conversation and it backfired. Right. And then mm-hmm. now it just left them wheeling. Like, what do you mean? Well, what about you? You never do this. What if, right? And it's just like, oh, I'm just telling you that sweater didn't look good on you. That's all. Well, what about, right? And I think sometimes there's this, this thing that happened in the past that we tend to hold on to, or we may have heard about someone else's experience, right? Where they're like, well, I'm just doing this for you. I'm not, there's something about it for us as well. So I think, you know, 
because of who I am, I'm usually forthcoming. I'm usually more direct. I find that some people, you know, later on, I heard they were somewhat intimidated by it. And so they would avoid having conversations with me. And I wouldn't think that things were going great. I didn't mm -hmm. know any different. And I would just move on because for some people, they, you know, um, they didn't want to have a conversation. So for those people who said, well, I should have known, right, to some degree, there's certain things I could have known about, but there's times where I didn't know. How would I know? Well, and I'm going to say I disagree with that. I don't think they should have known is, is anything. If somebody doesn't know, they don't know. Like, like I'll tell I you know what, you know, know, you know what? My, my coach said something really powerful mm -hmm. this morning. Mm -hmm. He said, um, uh, possibilities never lead to disappointment, but expectations will. Beautiful. Or expectations oh, can. Yeah. And I just thought oh. to myself, that's so true. Living in possibility, because possibilities are not expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So if you live in possibility, and I think this is the same of difficult conversations. Yeah. And and I I think that um so often we're living in expectations about what we want the outcome to be. And, and actually, as a result, we just avoid it. Canadians in particular, you know, I'm going to pick on our country for a second. If we're stereotyping people, because yeah. I have coached a lot of immigrants, yeah. a lot of immigrants, mm -hmm. and there is a common thread, which is that you can't really say anything to a Canadian without offending them. Right. Like, like Canadians are afraid of like pure honesty or brutal honesty. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're, you know, they, they take offense to it. And so we, we try to kind of like, you know, coach these people into, you can't say that here mm -hmm. um, kind of thing. And it's like, okay, that's fine. as part of our culture, but I, I do think it's a problematic part of our culture. You know, it's mm -hmm. great that we're so kind to each other and that we apologize to each other, but I think it's a problematic part of our culture. Here's the interesting thing. I came across some research so I'm, I'm going to get into some of this research. I'd let Kyle chime in, but he's currently closing his blinds because once again, he didn't come prepared to this meeting. So he's muted himself and now I get to bash him. Okay. Before he comes back, let's get okay, back. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. See, there's an opportunity. There's no avoidance here, people, where there's an opportunity to get a jab in. Boom. He's there. He's there. Well, I mean, come on, who doesn't think to close their blinds before they get started? You know, the funny thing is, is that it's about five minutes away from hitting my window, yeah. <laughs> just because of the angle of the sun. So I'm hoping that we'll be done this podcast so I can close it before we record the next one. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we got to get going here. Girl, I am tickled by myself today. So, so I came across this research, seven in 10 uh, North American workers are avoiding difficult conversations at work. Really? Seven, Seven in 10. ten. So I knew it was high. I didn't think it was that So high. people would rather keep quiet on an important work issue than tackle it head on. Yeah, I mean, that just... Crazy. I mean, I'm not really surprised, but it, I still, in the same sentence, I still find it mind blowing because you look right. at how much we deal with it as coaches and helping people have these conversations and, and people are, are, you know, afraid of retribution or rejection. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is what prevents them from speaking up at work. These are the top two reasons that people are, are not speaking up at work with their, um, 
uh, with their employees, or sorry, uh, with their leaders, right? And so it's it's really interesting to me because rejection, by the way, there's a great book, We Are Not Getting Paid to Do This. It's just a book that I read that was absolutely life-changing in this regard. It's called Rejection Proof by Jia Jiang, J-I-A space J-I-A-N-G, Jia Jiang book called Rejection Proof. He also has a TED Talk. Everybody needs to watch this if you're afraid of rejection. Um, I can tell you, I have, I have clients right now that are actually asking for what they want and they're getting it. And I think as we step into this labor shortage that Canada is going to have for a number of years, if something doesn't intervene, and even these interventions are going to take long, too long to put into place, as, as that happens, it's going to be really important for people to learn to have difficult conversations because you're going to need to set boundaries because you're going to be overworked and you're going to think that money is going to solve the problem. And yeah, I think that you should take advantage of this and ask for more money. I think that corporations have had the advantage for a number of years. You know, it's like due to economic downturn, they didn't give bonuses due to, you know, due to, you know, you know, I look at some of the companies of clients we coach and those in our families and, and it's like their companies will have their very best quarter. They have their very best quarter and, or their, or a record-breaking year. Yeah. And they're like, well, due to COVID, no bonuses, no raises. And I'm like, that's bullshit. And so fine, they're doing what they're going to do. That's the nature of business. Keep the shareholder happy. Keep the board happy. Let the CEO get their bonus. But now we're coming into a time in Canada where people are going to have the opportunity. So sure, go check the money box, but don't just make it about money. You need to be focused Boxes on life and lifestyle yeah. because, well, because money comes and goes. And 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 as inflate, because job shortages create inflation because people do get paid more. And so what's going to end up happening is that all that extra money you're going to make isn't going to equal to a whole lot more exactly. in your pocket or savings exactly. account at the yeah. end of the day. So yeah. my suggestion is, okay, go check that box, but then focus on the other aspects of your lifestyle. So this is the reason why I wanted to get into this today. I, I, I want to I point a couple of other things out, Kyle, from this article. Can I do that? Do you have any comments? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I hear you. And I think that's the thing is every time we do a survey, every time we do an employee, whatever, money has never been the thing at the top of the list because it's not sustainable. There's people who make a lot of money, not happy, not engaged, not connected, right? So I get it. When you don't have money, you need it. Absolutely, right? So it's when you have it, what's sustainable. Totally. So if we were to dub this, we might call it a conversation gap. And what this conversation gap is leading to is mm -hmm. decreased engagement, loss of productivity, higher turnover. Mm -hmm. Right. And what ends up happening is the employees end up becoming consumed by their issue and they yeah. will actually quit before they'll speak up. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. I mean, this is mind blowing to me because it's like, as we're heading into this, everybody needs to get on board with this. This is part of what we do. We do offer programs on mastering difficult conversations, negotiations, and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Folks need to get on board with this, Kyle, because, because without it, Kyle, you had an example this week of somebody who was avoiding a difficult conversation. Do you want to, do you want to share that story? And then I'll share because managers are actually dodging these conversations too. So I want yeah, to share that bit. It? So like, which one are you referring to? Well, why don't you choose one of the 17 that you've had this week? Because you're such an ego monger with an inflated head who could barely get his head through one? the door this morning. Girl, I don't know. Pick I, one. Which, which one? No, which, which one did I talk <laughs> to you about? Like, which... Jesus. Jesus Christ. 
leave him out of this because this is you. <laughs> well, you had somebody that was avoiding having the money conversation. About their salary, that one? The... Yeah. Yeah, okay. That would okay. be a money conversation. I don't yeah, know if you... Yeah. So, yeah. And so one of the things in, cause in sometimes in the coaching with a client, we talk about what does that look like? And there's a, a, a few strategies with their employers. Right. And one of the things that they wanted to do was based on the, their contribution, based on the responsibilities, based on their accountability, which is really what you should be paid against, not just task. Um, we really found a number that made sense. And a person said, well, I don't want to really ask because if I ask, I'm going to come across, what if I come across greedy? What if I come across that other people are not doing other things and I, I said listen it's not about that because right now if you don't ask it's a hundred percent no if there's no ask I could tell you right now it's no and then you're going to be resentful then you're going to think I'm doing all these other things and you're going to go on and on and you're going to think they should know and I'll tell you from being in those position I don't know that that is your number that is what you feel it was necessary for you right and so we structured a conversation on how to be effective about asking it but it's really about getting through the stories we sometimes tell ourselves in this process and sure enough through some work and through some strategies and tactics that we worked on, the person finally had the conversation and I found out uh, yesterday afternoon, they got it. What did they get? They got a salary of 110K. From? Mass from 75K. So that was a massive amount, but they were able, and again, and the person, you know, their employer was actually even saying to them, you know, yeah, we, we needed to do this. And, you know, and they were kind of feeling it like, like they were giving them, it wasn't, yeah, we did that for you. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but they really said, you know, I really appreciate the things you said. And I, I see those additional value and we really want you to be in the organization because that's what's up there. Employees want to feel valued. And employers mm-hmm. want to value their employees, but sometimes they don't know. And if you're not asking, you're not getting an opportunity to have that conversation of the other side of progress. And if we find every time there's a conflict, it's I'm shocked if I hear it differently, but there's usually progress on the other side. Well, yeah, I mean, there's it's interesting, right? So actually what they're finding is that managers are dodging the conversations as well. And that's across all industries, all company sizes, all kinds of managers, is that they're actually, they actually know that sometimes a difficult conversation is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And they admit to avoiding it. Mm, Really? They admit to avoiding it. Here's, here's who it's affecting highly. Certainly, it's affecting um, uh, minority groups, so that they've identified POC, as well as women, Mm -hmm. uh, but specifically LGBTQ plus community were more likely to struggle with 80% of that group reporting difficulties in this area, stating that they could not, they could not show up as them full selves at work. Because it is a different language, it is a different culture. Yeah, before we continue about showing up, can you show up in this video? Because I can't see you right now with the sun. <laughs> the sun, I mean, I just want to know- The sun creeped not... around and now I have to close my blind. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just want to know if you were prepared for this visual. Girl, it's not, it's not my fault that my personality and, just yeah. radiates angelic. If you manage to get on our YouTube channel, my whole face is white. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you should 
should see him. He's dodging the sun. He's like trying to find the, the little angle where there's no sun and it's just in between and he's talking and he's navigating. And so now it's my turn to say, listen, look at this guy. He wasn't prepared. He was so quick with judgment, right? And now this, go do the other one. <laughs> oh my God, guys, you should see this. <laughs> Shut up. He did one, came back and he's like, damn, I still can't see myself. And then he had to go close the other one. So speaking about showing up, this is, this is what it looks like, guys. I appreciate you guys. I'm so uh, sorry, you guys. I came prepared, but somebody must have come in and opened these blinds when I wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah, in between a blink, someone came in. And... Anyway, continue. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, the so, about so, so here's the thing that the, um, what they found, even in even in small business and startups, seventy percent of people working in these organizations, uh, in startups, and seventy eight percent of those at uh, companies with more than ten thousand employees, said that they were avoiding tough conversations compared with around 60% of people at medium-sized companies. So there's something about the medium-sized companies, that's a statistical significance, 17 to 18% difference. I think part of it, some people say it's, it's lack of access to HR, this is what they're assuming. I actually think it's a different reason. I think it's because we are trying to keep you know, it's like, well, don't take it profession per personally. It's all business, right. you know, stick to the facts, blah, blah, blah. And I listen, I agree, stick to the facts, that kind of thing. But if you don't recognize that it is an emotional human experience, then you will never have. People need to feel safe that they can have conversations with you, which means that you have to lead that way. You have to say things like, I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable right now. And here's why, because I have to have a difficult conversation with you, right? What that does is it opens up the door. You cannot avoid the feeling part of it. Of um, yeah. The whole stick to facts, you know, and, and, you know, it's interesting because in some of the research they're talking about um, HR, less than 20% of people said they would go to HR. The, the truth is, is that HR is not actually trained for this reason. HR exactly. serves a different purpose. Think of the HR as more like human capital, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it is. HR is not intended to be there for coaching. People get into HR thinking that they're going to validate, like that they're going to validate their own you know, yeah. their own perspective. Or getting, yeah, or getting in, in between it all, right? They think that's an HR thing because leaders are sometimes not having the conversation because they think HR has to have the conversation. And HR is like, it's your team. You're leading mm -hmm. them. You're the leader. Mm -hmm. Why are we getting involved, right? So, mm -hmm. so what can people do this? So we hear the problem. We know the problem. We know people avoiding. We know people at all levels, all generation, all organization, there's avoidance. The, the, the numbers might be a little bit different depending on how the size of your organization. But for whatever reason, it's not happening. We know as coaches why mm -hmm. you know it needs to happen and which is why we work with the clients that we work with or when we're invited yep. into organizations to help their teams deliver it. Because we get it. Some leaders are not equipped, right? And that's why you know we come in and to help and you know them do that. And also that individual in independent source because that the feedback we usually get is because you guys are not a part of the organization they tend to trust a little bit more or we get a little bit more latitude in the conversation about able to help them through it right so what can people do 
Well, I think that there's a formula that we could talk about here, Kyle. And I think what we'll do is we're going to two-part this episode again. So what I'd like to encourage people to do is stay tuned. Next week, we're going to pick this up again. In the short term, what I want folks to think about is consider viewpoints beyond your own, right? And plan for your desired outcome. Plan for your desired outcome. We don't enter any project or goal or professional or personal without saying this is the desired outcome. Why do we enter conversations without that? When you when you define your desired outcome as a win-win, you walk in, that's then how you have the conversation. But we need to continue this conversation on our next episode because I think that the problem is more global and systemic. Organizations are, 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 are doing this. They're trying to teach people, but they're not creating cultures of accountability and they're not addressing the real issue, which is the fear that people have around rejection and a punitive environment. So that's where we're going to pick up next week. Great. So guys, stay tuned. And remember, if you're not following us on our social medias, uh, you definitely want to do that. With the show notes, we have additional information in there as well. Share, subscribe, and like this. We really want our goal in 2022 is to really hit that 10,000 download mark. We're a few away from that. We're about 3,000 or something oh, right wait. now. We, so only hit, we, we, we only have to get... Uh, 9,996 more downloads, Kyle. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. So make sure you are sharing this and let us know if this is helping because we promise this year to go even deeper, which is why we want to continue the conversation. We'll see you soon. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. If your coworker, I'll tell you what, toxic workplace includes gossip. I should know. I got involved in it and caught up in it in some really bad ways a number of years ago. And it is toxic. It's not just creating a toxic work environment, but it's destroying your psychology.